Today's episode is brought to you by McLean Middleton, providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. Hi, everybody. This is Jeff Feingold, editor of New Hampshire Business Review with our Down to Business podcast. Uh, this week, we, are, we have as our guest Brad Solomon, who's co-founder of SC Digital in uh, Dover. And it's uh, really a good time to be talking about this stuff, <laughs> actually, now that we are in a situation where marketing is, I, at least from my perspective, is extremely important for businesses that are maybe getting ready for a little tougher economy as we move forward. Anyway, Brad, thanks for joining us. Thank and you for having me. Mention, and I forgot to mention that we're also here with Amanda Andrews, our producer and associate editor. I apologize, Amanda. Don't take it out on me later. I won't, I promise. Anyway, uh, Brad, uh, if you could talk, tell me a little bit about SC Digital. I know you've been in Dover for a while. What What's the uh, the story about it? How was, was it founded and how did you... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, we, our office is actually based out of Portsmouth. I personally live in Dover. I'm oh, physically, okay. I'm physically sitting in Dover, but our office is on Congress Street in Portsmouth. Okay, um, I apologize. Yeah, no, that's okay. No, no worries at all. Uh, we moved a couple of times um, in in the past few years, and and right now, I mean, that's where our physical address is. But legitimately, everybody is 100% remote, pretty much. Um, yeah. People want to go to the office; they're more than welcome to, but. When, you know, when COVID hit, which I mean, who doesn't have a story that starts with when COVID hit <laughs> um, or a story that ends with when COVID hit, unfortunately. But when that when that happened, we all just decided to go remote and we've been able to bring people on from uh, from Alabama. We have people who work with us out in California. You know, we've got people from, you know, all different parts of New Hampshire that don't need to drive an hour and a half to an office. And and we and we communicate better than we even did prior to that pandemic and prior to going prior to going virtual. And I think that that's actually a competitive advantage that we have because um, we really embrace that, you know, and, we, and so yeah. we can bring on really good talent. Doesn't really matter where they are. Um, a little bit of the the story of us is uh, my, my cousin, Matt, who I believe you actually had on the show a little while back. Uh, he owns birdies. And I think that he was, I think that he was on here uh, talking about how birdies works. Um, so he basically had a little agency that he was working with a few clients and needed some help. I had cut my teeth in the car business. I'd been in the digital marketing space in the car business for a very long time. Um, we joined forces and I really decided I, I loved just digital marketing as a whole for clients in a, a, a number of different industries. Uh, we took the plunge and started Solomon Consulting, which then became SC Digital when we started to hire a bunch of people whose name wasn't Solomon. Uh, <laughs> we, we figured uh, we figured that we should get the Solomon out of the name and uh, make it more about what we really do, which is which is digital marketing and just marketing in general. And that's and that's what you see today is uh, is is SC Digital. And um, you know we've got eight full time employees, um, a whole network of contractors that fill in and a ton of different gaps. Uh, depending on our clients' needs, we've got about 175 clients throughout New England and really throughout the United States. So, and and we can we can we can solve a whole wide variety of problems for businesses with regard to digital marketing and web web and and so on. Uh, you, you, of your clients, are, is are there in, is there a particular industry or industries you focus in, in in working with clients, or is it all across the board? 
Um, so it's it the clients really run the gamut as far as the industries go. For instance, we've got a, a wonderful dental office um in Manchester. They they've got offices in Manchester and Massachusetts. Uh, we work with an HR consulting company that has offices all throughout New England. We also work with a large solar company that just hit the Inc. 5000 list and has got offices all all up and down the eastern seaboard and, and some in Texas, right? So it really, or it could be the local landscaping company that just needs uh, some some guidance and some handholding on getting their web presence up and running or the local welding company. So um, it really depends less on the industry the person is in and the and, and more the more the problem they're looking to solve. It, it, th that's the easiest way to boil it down because there will be some people who are in the perfect industry for us, but they're looking to solve a problem that we really that we really can't solve that doesn't really fit within our wheelhouse. Um, so even though they're in the right industry, they kind of have all the things locked up that we would be able to help them with. So they're not necessarily a great fit for us. We're not a great fit for them. Yeah, that's, that's and, really interesting. Yeah, I, I you know, it's, it's interesting because, uh, you know, digital marketing, when it first started going, you know, like 15 years or so ago, people just had, well, like, didn't know what they were, they were talking, people were talking about sure. and everything, but now it's uh, just in, everywhere. Mm -hmm. But that my other my next question has to do with how do you how do you from your perspective decide what channels to use? There's so many different mm -hmm. channels to go when it's social media or all kinds of platforms. What, how do you, how do you go through that process of figuring it out? That's such a good question too. And I think the number one thing to keep in mind is that diversity is key when it comes to your digital marketing. I, I was just on a conversation yesterday with somebody who had been running Google local service ads and had a Google uh, a Google local uh, a Google business profile and both of those were shut down for reasons unbeknownst to this business owner but they were both shut down and he's going through trying to get them back up and running and so on but the problem is that they were really the primary ways that that business owner was generating leads for their business mm -hmm. and so where they would usually be scheduled out 2 to 3 weeks without much of a backup plan, besides what they were getting from Google, they were not scheduled out two to three weeks. As a matter of fact, a lot of their lead flow had sort of dried up. So we really we really preach sort of a diverse approach to, to having your name out there in a number of different places. So that if all of a sudden there's a glitch in Google and your profile is shut down, you still have you still have an email list that you can be contacting. You still have a, a social media presence with followers and you still have a strategy to advertise in, in YouTube and so on and so forth. Um, so we really do want people to be diverse in their digital marketing efforts. The other way that we decide what the best platforms are for clients or with clients is to figure out where the demand actually comes from. So for example, there are some businesses where the demand is already pre-existing and you just need to be there when the person is demanding your services. I'll take the local locksmith, for instance, right? The local locksmith often doesn't get a phone call until somebody's locked out of their house. Mm -hmm. So it's incredibly important for that locksmith to be there when the person is locked out of their house. What does that person do? They go to Google, they go to Bing, they look for a local locksmith. They're calling one of the top five results probably the one that has some sort of an offer or some uh, tag that says we're open 24 hours, we can get out to you within 45 minutes. That's where the demand is. So that's probably where we would focus our energies. Mm -hmm. um, on the other hand, let's take your local restaurant who has tons of competition 
sometimes people look for a restaurant, sometimes they don't. But one of the ways that you can generate demand in that business is literally by making people hungry, by showing them content in their social media feeds that make them go, I need that salad in my life. <laughs> I'm going to get that salad because I was inspired by this Instagram reel that I just saw, um, or I was inspired by this social media ad that I just saw, or whatever the case may be. So those are a couple of the ways that we that we really determine where is your best return on investment. And then there are other businesses where it's a mix of both. Um, you take the automobile industry, for example. Sometimes when I need a car, I look for cars near me. I look for you know new Acura near me. Sometimes I see an ad in my social media feed that says, you know, trade in your Lexus for an Acura and get $3,000 extra trade-in value, inquire here. And I go, I wasn't thinking about a new car, but with that offer, maybe I will think about a new car. So it's, it's not always, it's, it's not always black and white. And that's really where the fun comes in. It's great. Yeah. And, and, and really it is it, in a lot of ways, it, it's the technology that's different. It's is old school advertising. It's mm -hmm. just the way it's always, it always used to be back in the day when it was print. Yep. Yep. I, I speak about print because, you know, it's still near and dear to us. Sure. Right, Amanda? So anyway, uh, sure. I mean, but also, you know, being at, you know, New Hampshire business for Yankee publishing, we have, you know, New Hampshire magazine and obviously Yankee magazine, you know, yep. we are very much, very uh, much on in you know involved in digital advertising digital marketing but yeah it's it's been a you know big change but but and my point is that it's still basically advertising it's it's advertising people are people good copy is good copy interesting hooks are interesting hooks you know a great offer is a great offer no matter where people find it uh, sometimes people ask us questions like, should I be advertising in the newspaper? Should I be advertising in magazines? Should I be on television? Should I be on social media? What should I do? Um, the answer really is it, it matters less where you advertise and it matters more what your offer is, what your hook is, how well do you know your target audience? And so a lot of these things have really just remained the same and it doesn't matter the media. It's all about just how good is the actual advertising. Um, so where it used to be, I need to understand my target market to tell me what magazine I should advertise in. Now it's, I need to understand my target market so that I understand uh, what time I should be running my social media ads yeah. or what interests I should be checking off or how I should be writing this copy, uh, which platform I really should be using for that copy. LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, all of these different facets come into it. And that's really where the old school mentality is is 100% still alive and well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it, that really is, a, that's really a, an interesting point you're making because, uh, you know, it's because I've been involved in this business for many, many years. And, and you know, you, you've had, you're basically, we're talking about the you know, demographics of the publication or, the, you know, sure. whatever. And that's really what you're talking about here. And it's just, and I, and I know this from my own, basic lack of use of social media in most cases. Mm -hmm. But I do know that, you know, there are there all these platforms that are used by people of a certain age, which is mine, you know, yep. old guy, uh, you know, and, and a lot of that is Facebook or, you know, LinkedIn and that kind of stuff. But sure. there are so many other platforms, like I'm thinking Instagram in particular, TikTok, sure. you know, these are it, actually TikTok's the one that's used by mostly younger people and Instagram is becoming more widespread, but still does kind of skew younger, right? From what mm -hmm. I understand. 
it, it is, but and it's, there's, it's, there's it's, enough, like, it's like figuring out your menu. Yeah, there's mm. enough people in both of those platforms to pretty much satisfy any local media audience, right? So um, the, the, the local landscaping company who is trying to get 50 to 60 more snow plowing clients um, is going to be able to find those clients in TikTok, in Instagram, in Facebook, in LinkedIn, in any of these platforms, because there are enough users, more than enough users on every single one of those platforms in just about every demographic. Um, it's it's the same thing where like people say, well, what's the best time to post on Instagram? Well, there are definitely times in the day where your audience is probably most active, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's noon, but your audience is also still pretty active at 3.30 in the afternoon. They're mm -hmm. still pretty active at 8 o'clock p.m. So we try to spend less time worrying so much about exactly when to post the right information and just to make sure that you post the right information um, mm -hmm. or that you post things that are compelling. Um, and so, so when, so for instance, in traditional advertising, it would be you'd, you'd run an ad and that's your ad. And you have to make sure, you have to hope that enough people first of all, buy the magazine so that they can see your ad. And then the offer has to be compelling enough to inspire people to call you. That has changed quite a bit with digital marketing because there are all these other things at play, like how uh, like how many followers the page has, what the algorithm thinks about your advertising, right? How good your last 10 ads performed is going to have a dramatic effect on how well your 11th ad performs because these platforms understand your user behavior. Mm. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why it's important to be posting quality content and feeding your audience quality content consistently because you're developing a reputation on these platforms. And at the end of the day, the platforms care mostly about their user base because their user base is the thing that enables them to charge money for the same reason why you care mostly about your readers, because if you have no readers, then there are no ad dollars. And Facebook, Google, all these platforms operate with very much the same mentality. It's really interesting. I'm just gonna take, take a break for us, just a little bit, a brief break and we'll be right back. Okay. McLean Middleton is one of New England's premier full-service law firms, with headquarters in Manchester, New Hampshire, and offices in Concord and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Woburn in Boston, Massachusetts. McLean Middleton has over 100 attorneys in five locations and has been providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. A full-service law firm with practice areas in corporate, tax, employment, litigation, trusts and estates, energy and environment, intellectual property and privacy, and data security, to name just a few. McLean Middleton's commitment to their clients, community, and colleagues has helped them to establish and maintain long-standing relationships as trusted advisors. Whether you are starting your business, growing your business, or preparing to sell your business, McLean Middleton has the experience to guide you through the complexities of the legal system. For a complete listing of their practice areas, attorneys, and locations, visit www.mclane.com. Okay, we're back uh, with Brad Solomon of SC Digital, and we're having a pretty fascinating conversation about digital media. Despite my best attempts to not be interested in it, I am, because you know that's <laughs> the way it is. No, I'm... I'm <laughs> anyway, I have a question to ask you. It's kind of interesting because it's been going on now for the last couple of years, I know. 
just talk about Facebook, mm-hmm. which was the big, you know, gorilla in the room. Mm-hmm. But I keep seeing how Facebook is either losing uh, users or users are much less engaged in Facebook. Yeah. What is that something? Is that a, is that part of like a long term trend that 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 social media users, especially younger social media users, are looking for other newer platforms? Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that Facebook is going to you know evaporate. Obviously, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But it it's what what how does that's going to work? I mean, and can this happen to Instagram or TikTok at some point where it's, it becomes the passe and something else comes along? Tastes and preferences are going to change no matter what. So I think the thing to keep in mind, and this sort of goes back to the conversation we were having about you know when should I post, what time should I post, is Facebook dying or is it staying alive, and so on. So when Facebook loses market share, the thing to remember is that means that they're going from like 2.9 billion users to <laughs> 2.8 billion users to maybe 2.7 billion users. So um, <laughs> some 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 really small number that even though it seems like the narrative and the headlines are all about how Facebook is losing all this ground, the vast majority of businesses out there still have plenty of users and potential customers using that platform all the time. Um, maybe they're using it two to three times a day where they used to use it four or five times a day because now they're spending more time in Instagram or they're spending more time in LinkedIn or TikTok or Pinterest or what have you. Um, but the end of the day, there's still plenty of users on that platform to keep just about every business owner happy and healthy and generating leads for a very long time. Um, I will say that I think much of it has been a little bit diluted. Um, Obviously, if you go on Facebook, you're going to see a lot of ads. And that really upsets people sometimes. But the thing to keep in mind is that, you know, we have an adage, and you probably do too. It's if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. So to everybody that gets upset about seeing all ads on Facebook and so on, or on Instagram or any of these other platforms, kind of needs to understand that the reason it's free for you to use is that you're seeing ads, right? Um, and and th- those aren't the only businesses that operate that way. So I think the the most important thing for those platforms is to continue to show ads that are actually relevant to the target audience. Because once people start seeing ads that either offend them or don't align with them, or you know, if you start showing somebody who leans left a, a bunch of ads for uh, for for conservative political candidates, for instance, they're likely to start abandoning the platform. Mm. And that is the type of thing that Facebook and Instagram they do not want, mm-hmm. um, and that's how advertisers get themselves in trouble. So I don't I don't see it as a huge problem, but it's also important for a a digital marketing agency like ours to always be looking at what is next, you know, what's, what's going to be the next thing on the horizon. Um, And that's, that's what we're good at. That's what we love. Now I know that your marketing is obviously, you know, very important, but um, I keep thinking about how I will mention something out loud and sure enough, it pops up as an ad on Facebook or Instagram. What are your thoughts on like the privacy behind using those platforms? I know it's probably different than marketing, but as a user is sometimes it's very interesting. Like how, how is my phone listening to me to have these ads pop up when I speak about them? It's just, it's a very interesting, I don't know if it's a strategy that these platforms are using or whatnot, but I, I find it very interesting. Sure. It's it, yeah, interesting is definitely one one word for it. That's definitely one way to describe it. Um, it's so I personally have not done a ton of research into that 
specific subject, but I definitely know that I have been pitched for partnerships with companies that legitimately have technology that 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 listens to your conversations. Um, and so it is out there. You know, I don't I don't think there's any question whether or not it's out there. Although, again, I haven't done the research, so I can't speak about that. Um, but yeah, when you're logged into Messenger, when you're logged into Facebook Messenger and you're having a messaging conversation with somebody and you mention the fact that you want a new Acura, yes, Facebook or Meta, as it's actually as a as it is now called, uh, is going to take that information and they're going to uh, sell that to, to Acura and you are going to probably start seeing ads for Acura and a whole and, and Lexus and Mercedes and Audi and all the other, you know, mid-level luxury brands. We just know that's got to be happening, but it definitely takes it a step further when your phone and your devices are literally listening to what you're saying. I will also say this though. I think that what's actually happening goes well, well beyond that. Um, you know, I think that, I think that the amount of data that those platforms, that all of these platforms, not just the social platforms, but of course, Google, all of these different platforms, the amount of data that every one of them has collected on us over the last 20 to 30 years is uh, far more astounding than what I was talking to my wife about last night on the couch. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's absolutely mind boggling. No doubt about it. And to be frank, I also don't have as big a problem with being with being shown ads targeted toward me as a lot of people have. For instance, sometimes when I'm looking for new clothes, for instance, I will just go to my social media feed and the first time I see an ad for new clothes, I'll click on it and I'll start like browsing that ad. And then I know that the next five, six, seven ads that I see are gonna be for other clothing manufacturers. So I don't so much have a problem with being served ads that are targeted to me directly. What I have a problem with is seeing ads that have nothing to do with me and that jeopardize the quality of my experience on the platform. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. As, as related to this is um, the uh, discussion that's going on now around, around Twitter Yeah. and with Elon Musk now owning it and it's not gonna be a hellscape but apparently a lot of advertisers big advertisers like gm are saying we want to see where this is going yeah before we invest our money in it. and i can just imagine how much money gm spends on 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 something like twitter sure so uh this is that's to your point that that if if twitter becomes more of a platform that's that's not there's, there's there's no arbiter there's no mediator of something and it becomes it becomes just a free for all what mm -hmm. kind, what what who would want to who would who would advertise on something like that if it becomes this place where people are screaming at each other all the time uh that's a that's a that's a really good question i suppose i suppose advertisers well it depends on who those people are that are screaming at each other, right? <laughs> uh, we always have to look at the we always have to look at the target audience. You know who is on the platform. What's the profile of the person yeah. who's actually on the platform? Um, you know, you may have some brands that that abandon the platform, and on the same token, you may have some brands that go, "No, this this platform has an absolutely rabid following of people that follow this particular ideology. Yeah. How could we not be there?" Right? How mm -hmm. could we not want to? How could we not want to be involved in that conversation? Uh, so that, whether that's good or bad is not really for me to say. I yeah. just know m my thing is 
wherever there are eyeballs, there are probably going to be advertisers that are going to be there. There's probably going to be messaging there. that's going to put money into somebody's pocket. It's just a matter of where those eyeballs are. And that's the not necessarily a happy reality, but that is the reality. So as advertisers, we have to look at that and go, okay, um, where do we want to fall down on this part of history? Yeah. <laughs> where do we want to be? Where do we want to be positioning ourselves? And that's always a, that's always a constant, that's always a constant conversation. It's a very good point. Yeah. Be, before, before I let you go, I want to, I just want to mention you had, you've written a, a piece that we're going to be publishing in our issue on coming up in later in November mm-hmm. on small business Saturday. Yes, which is a, yeah. which is a, you know which is really it's very heartening that, that that's a, that's a thing that's that's really taken off. Absolutely, because especially in New Hampshire, was a lot of small businesses that are just you know have still trying to recover from the pandemic. Sure, and um, you you mentioned some certain tips for for people. Could you you go over a couple of them? Just just like what would be it? Would be you know you you own a your mom you know a small retailer. Sure. What, what what do you how do you approach Small Business Saturday? So there are a few things that I would always want to do, not just on Small Business Saturday, but if I were, let's just say I were starting a small business right now, there were a few, there would be a few boxes that I would want to check and it would depend on the small business that I was going into. Um, Number one, I will always advocate for having a mobile responsive, lightning fast, simple website. And that could be a one page site, it could be a 10 page site, whatever the case may be, but people need to be able to find your information and they need to understand really three things within five seconds of visiting the website. Uh, what is this company? You know, What do they do? Am I in the target market? And what do they want me to do next? Those are the three key things when they get to your website. Number two, you need to have a Google business profile. Um, as it used to be called Google My Business, Google business profile is so incredibly important and a strategy and a process to collect feedback from your happy customers, all of your customers really, but Obviously, you're happy customers. You want to get online reviews. Uh, people care at least a thousand times more about what a person says about a business than what that business says about that business, right? Yeah. So we need to be creating ways to get feedback from our customers. Mm. Uh, and then as far as digital paid advertising, I think there's some great avenues for businesses. For instance, Google Local Services. Um, if you're a service provider, a, a cleaning company, a, a lawn care company, a moving company, you can really make significant inroads using Google local services. It's a mm. pay per lead, a pay per phone call platform. Um, you can, you can, you can really go as high as you want or as low as you want. So I would always recommend being on that platform if it, if, if your business is able to be represented and then social media advertising is a great way to get your name out there to people that don't know who you are. Um, and social media advertising is all about making sure that you're projecting the right imagery. So you want to be using a good mix of photos and videos. If you're that local service provider that has a tangible product or has a a tangible service that you provide show before and afters, people love to see what it looked like and what it looks like now. They love that feeling of satisfaction. Um, and then give a compelling time sensitive offer for why people should take advantage right now. You know, too much advertising is just, hey, call us for a free estimate. You'll get some phone calls from that, but you really need to introduce some scarcity, some time sensitivity to it. Give people a reason to call now. Uh, You're going to see your numbers go up if you do those kinds of things. So, so those are some of the, those are some of the strategies that we would implement if we were just starting a business today. Well, listen, Brad, I, I, you know, I really appreciate you joining us for this uh, podcast. Uh, You know, I think, it's really fascinating. 
And it's, it's, it's uh, Brad Solomon, SC Digital in Portsmouth. Yep, yep. SCDigital.com is, uh, is, is the fastest way to find us. That's a very good way <laughs> of doing it. Yeah. Yep. So, and I'd love to uh, love to come back anytime. Really enjoy being on the show. Love talking about all things business, small business, marketing. It's what we great. do all day, every day. So okay. <laughs> thanks again. I really appreciate Brad's Brad Solomon, SCDigital.com. Yeah. This is Jeff Feingold and Amanda Andrews saying be well, everybody. Thank you.